Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is a new world order, and I am Chancellor Zainsi Weber of the National Council of Zain Australia, here with my colleagues from across the sea. One who is now awake, and the other who is also awake-ish. I've been awake the whole time, but I am not woke because that's just stupid. It's a trigger <laughs> word for conservatives, <laughs> I found out recently. That's exciting. Um, it's me, your leader, with a hundred red balloons. Yeah, a hundred, but better than that other... <laughs> Person, hey, it's Sebastian. You realize, the United of World America. You realize that that song's a metaphor. For yeah, I'm aware, okay. but I've got a hundred of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a hundred. I really see, recently learned about the origin of that uh, of that song. Going over the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah we don't have walls in my country. Yeah, he sort of thought, you know, would something so innocent be capable of triggering a nuclear war? Yeah. And we got a great song out of it. I just yelled, we don't have walls in my country, and then immediately thought of all my houses. You know you play like Sims, <laughs> where you can do the filter so all the walls go, like just yes. general Sims. Yeah, that's what my world looks like, floating <laughs> roofs. And even then, sometimes you can't see them. Mm. It's all perspective, guys. <laughs> and I am Andrew Shostler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, each week we deal with issues that are plaguing our virtual nations that are hosted on nationstates.net while trying to stick to our own political points of view. Oh, and unfortunately, tricky. at the moment, <laughs> we have to do so by convincing others to stick to our political points of view because aliens have switched our brains. Aliens have switched your brains. I'm in a quantum leap situation. I've been very clear about this. <laughs> If it ever seems like I'm talking to myself, it's just Sam off screen. It's fine, okay? But just talking to Al. Did I say Sam? Just shoot yeah, the shit. Say, yeah. And, yeah. Yep. I mean, what is the difference between an alien switching our brains and I was being sent a leap? into your lives mm. to make sure the right thing happens, okay? I'm going to put you guys back on the right course. I'm going to make sure certain events happen in a certain way. Do you, you know guys- what these events are? <laughs> I've learned it on the journey. <laughs> mm, yeah, I thought so. Anyway, I have an issue. Police want help with their inquiries. Ooh. After delayed DNA evidence put a notorious rapist behind bars, the police have demanded that it be mandatory for those accused of a crime to surrender blood and tissue samples to aid the elimination process. I'm almost certain that you have dealt with this directly before. I have not. I've dealt with body cams before. Oh, I have, somebody, I one of us DNA. dealt with DNA. I think it was Seb. Okay. Um, and it might have been a similar issue. I'm not sure that it was this exact issue. Well, let's hear it. 
I'm surprised this hasn't been brought up sooner, says Chief Constable Cornelius Day. If we had DNA samples of all the accused, it would make solving crimes like rape and murder so much faster. Sure, some people will think of it as a tad invasive, but in my experience, if you're worried by something like giving up a few drops of the red stuff, then you've probably got something to hide. (laughs) Now, for the longest time humans did not know about the existence of DNA. Correct. And it's... Also fingerprints. Also, well, yeah, that's, that's true. Testing for fingerprints was, uh, was, not, that, was not that great. That's, that's fairly recent as well. And largely an art form. It's not very no. good as, a, as, as an empirical method. It's not method as of, good as people thought that it was. Yeah, it's something, but it's not the thing that they, that they expected it to be. Um, so for the longest time we didn't know about it and we don't really have good ways of dealing with it because it's just not a part of our, our culture it hasn't been around for oh, long yes, enough to yeah, have yeah. seeped into you know, some sort of cultural norm that, that we've just learnt to deal with um, to be fair, unique identifiers are becoming more and more part of a thing uh, especially, but not so much with the DNA but mostly with like online identification um, and that sort of thing that's true and whenever now you you go into uh, any any shop or whatever um, petrol stations in Australia at least are a classic example where uh, if you have a motorcycle helmet on yeah um, you remove it before yes. you go because yeah, yeah, yeah. it identifies your face so we're already used to people being identifiable even if you're not uh, taking a, a photograph or recording the image, you still expect to see somebody's face because that's just how we've done it for, for the longest uh, time in history. Um, DNA is new, and having people's DNA on file, like a picture of their face taken out, out in public, it's not as offensive as some people want to think, but at the same time, it also means that everybody then um, is is automatically a suspect until they're eliminated as a potential uh, uh, candidate, which is equally as wrong. The only thing that I would have a problem with this is who owns the data. That's also dangerous. It comes with a whole backlog of of, uh, Because we live in a world where someone's DNA can be copyrighted by someone else without, so without their yeah. knowledge. That is so ridiculous. And so that's, that's something like if the government, if you have some spectacular DNA that makes you Superman yep. and then the government has that and then they start churning it out. You're prevented from, yeah. from selling it yourself, yeah, which is yeah, crazy. So, yeah, so that, that's, why, that's why I think DNA samples and uh, when it comes to like specific things like that... On top of privacy, um, I think that needs to be taken into account as well as who owns the yeah. who owns the samples. But in terms of um, uh, criminal investigations, it wouldn't be your entire DNA sequence decoded; just the markers that uniquely identify well, it's you. A sam- it's a few sam- a few drops of blood, so they have your blood sample. No, I know, yeah. but but they're looking for the for the markers that identify yes. you yeah, uniquely, yeah. and those are the only things that are. Uh, important to the process yeah. option number two this is a breach of privacy in every meaning of the word criminal defense attorney Jill Lane exclaims or well three words but it's an outrage 
It's these people's bodies, not the government's, nor the police's. If they want to give a DNA sample, it should be their decision. Now, I'll admit there have been times when DNA sampling has helped solve a case or two, but shouldn't we be upholding the inherent right of every man and woman to have their body remain unmolested unless they should so choose it? Undoubtedly, DNA sampling should only take place with a person's informed consent. Now, that makes sense, because if you're being accused of a crime... The police can give you the option. Look, okay, so we can take a sample from you, and if it does not match the sample that we have, then you will be exonerated. End of trouble for you. And that's the way the system currently works. I think that's perfectly yeah, fine. I think I honestly, I think that's yeah. the way to go. And the, it and it also gives you, you know, remains your right to to say no. I'm not going to be yeah. tested. And also, yeah. it gives you a little bit of bargaining power over, like, okay, well, what's going to happen to this? Sure. Yeah. Option number three. What about the victims of these crimes? Asks D.I. Neil Rudd, ever gruff and stalwart in the face of diversity. Do they not have rights? Their right to privacy has been violated, so it ought to be the responsibility of the criminal to give up his own. What I propose is a collection of DNA samples from every citizen in Australia, so we can track down the culprit if none of our suspects come up with anything. It'll be expensive, sure. But there's 5.016 billion people to go through. But it's just a small blood sample. Don't you think it's worth it? (laughs) So a national database of every citizen's DNA. Yeah. I mean, DNA is not magic. You can't convict somebody on DNA evidence alone. Yeah. It is merely a tool. um, An indicator that that you have something that matches with someone else. Yeah, but you need to use that uh, in conjunction with traditional policing yeah. and, and, and other uh, legal methods once it comes to the, to the trial in order to place you on the scene, that you have the motive, that you had uh, all these other things. Um, just having the DNA alone doesn't tell you anything other than you may have been present at the, at the scene and even that can't definitively conclude that you had to be there to commit the, mm. the the crime. And also, their approach, if they want a national database of DNA, they're approaching this in the exact wrong way. Like, if they, <laughs> like if they were doing this for science sake, I'd be much more tempted because there's so much you can learn about disease just distribution and, and infection rates and, and predispositions and yeah. what have you. But no, I, I honestly think Zane Australia, we prize civil liberties and I think sure. that means that option number option number two is the only number two upholds yeah. them and also gives the the police the option to exercise it if there's informed consent yeah and more importantly there is there is consent um, of doing it otherwise you're left with traditional policing without DNA which is how we've been doing it for for a long time we've been catching criminals for a long time also it's not like before not catching criminals for a long time that's also true <laughs> if we outlaw crime though yeah. Yeah, the stats <laughs> move heavily in my favour uh, so option but number two option number two I mean people do do bad things you can't <laughs> do <laughs> you can you can incentivize uh, people not to commit crimes um, but for the longest time People have been taking advantage and, and exploiting situations which they shouldn't. It's it's immoral. People if you just raise all your welfare, there won't be any need to commit crimes. People will be fine. You should just remove crime from the cause, Andrew. How do you feel about handouts? How do you, do you like handouts? 
No, I do not like handouts. <laughs> but if there were handouts, I guarantee there'd be less murders for other things. Why? Okay. Because you don't need to kill someone to get something. The government just gave it to you anyway. No, if I can, I can murder you and take your handout, then I have two hands out. But what if there's unlimited handouts? You don't need, you don't need mine. Just go get some more from the government. Yeah, where, ah, are, they, where are they coming? Solved. Where are they coming from? Uh, printing press. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah, right. So that's, that's how worthless it not, is. Not much changed. Um, we undid some of the bad things from last time. So the biggest up is weaponization. It's seven point one percent. Crime went up one point three percent, and charmlessness one point two. All of those things that are that fell last week, um, but also civil rights and intelligence went up, which were the the big hitters from last week as well. Excellent. Uh, down, which removing the ups from last week, social conservatism and authoritarianism down 2.1%, um, with tourism and pacifism down 0.2. So no no, no big shifts. Um, but yeah. But that was up pretty with well... Up civil rights, which yeah, is important yeah. for Zane Australia. But that was pretty well in line with what Zane... You know, oh, absolutely. That's what I would have done. Measures that Zane Australia has taken already. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, people people own their own bodies. Good. That's a good result. Yes. We're all looking at you for I know, your, I'm opening your... it up right now. Mine's called Arms and Qualms. Has anyone done this one before? Is that a vaguely familiar to me? Why Maybe. did you pronounce the L in qualms? Because it was in but alms. Not the, but not the L in alms. Alms and qualms. <laughs> Leaked financial reports have revealed that three of the five largest supposedly non-profit charity organizations in world America have sent a substantial amount of their revenue to offshore bank accounts over the last fiscal year, with a negligible percentage going to the causes that they champion. Mm -hmm. The altruists who donated to these faux philanthropic... uh, Philanthropic? I can say it. My tongue, Can you? my tongue just went. The evidence my, suggests philanthropic otherwise. facades are demanding that action be taken. One of three options: they've not only manipulated us, they've given false hope to the destitute. Cries Lee Cartman, head of a dozen or so philanthropists. Why is that there? Philanthropists crowned. Oh no, I can't read. I've done it again, guys. Head of the dozen, not of a dozen, sorry, also philanthropists crowded around your desk. Half of my paycheck went to the charity, oh God, Brastilistan We last month. But according to the leaked documents, the money that should have gone to those poor children instead went towards jet skis, liquor, and goodness knows what else. The government must mandate that charities be completely transparent with their activities. We'll pay for the government to monitor and... Oh, God, Seb, what are you doing today? We'll pay for the government monitors and investigators just to see that our aid goes to the needy. Okay, so I did butcher that, but effectively forced transparency from charities and government has the funding to investigate them to make sure that is also done. You could take the Andropolian option. Ban charity? (laughs) Outlaw charity. Yeah, well... Charities, not charity. Also, oh, charity of the strippers fine. People can- charities <laughs> but, are gone. No, people- as in individual charity is fine, but yep. organised charity is yep. outlawed. Yeah, for this for this very reason, and you don't need to take a special measure. They have they have committed fraud, or at least they're suspected yeah. of committing fraud. Then they should be charged and and put on trial for fraud in the highest court of said America or world America. <laughs> the the robot judge. <laughs> Option three. To the typical observer, it. It seems like we've been dishonest, sighs CEO of the charity 
Oh, I hate. I have to keep saying this. Brazil is Stan Wee. What is that? What is that aping? I don't. I don't recognize what charity they're making fun of the name of there. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's a written pun. So, yeah. In truth, we sent our monies to offshore bank accounts so that they could accumulate interest, giving us more funds to help those in poverty. We were also planning to invest donations in some very lucrative stocks to generate more funds. This is what we resort to because not many people donate to charity. Ignore the exposés, allow us to continue our operations and donate a sizable amount of cash to restore the people's confidence in our foundation. We'll help all the poor and unfortunate souls with your contributions. <laughs> now, if there was... If, that was, if that's true... <clears throat> yeah. That would, that would surely come out in a fraud trial. Yeah. They're effectively running it like a super fund, but then to donate yeah. to charity. Which, yeah. I mean, if, that, if, he's, if what he's saying is actually true, I feel like the way it was kind of written, it, you're meant to see it's like, it's definitely a lie. Yeah. And he's effectively just saying, look the other way. Yeah, well, but, there's uh, no way for him to prove what he's saying is the truth. Yeah. But it also may be a genuine misunderstanding of the contract. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if your donation to charity was not for immediate um, spending, but could be, you know... As, as intended, allowed to accumulate to, mm. to fund more projects later on. That's also legitimate. It's not necessarily uh, an act of fraud. Yeah. Final option. You know, maybe it'd be best if the government makes private charities less necessary by directly helping people instead. Dribbles a beggar who was part of an earlier photo op showcasing the government helping the poor. Private donations depend on people's goodwills, a scarce resource. Taxes are harder to avoid. World America will be the world's greatest charity. You could really help out us poor folk here and abroad. Well, so what, you're going to double down yeah, on all the welfare you have already? So, I mean, <coughs> regardless, so yes. But so that, that is, that, that's the said American option right there. I'm, I'm easy. Honestly, I don't is hate any of Is it only those options? That's it. I don't hate hold on, any of hold them. Hold on, hold on. If you take option three, it is no different from saying all the money we have put into welfare so far is not enough. I agree. Right? Which means that all the programs that you thought would cut it haven't done anything. So it's time that we made a good positive change and quadrupled our efforts. So you've, you've, you've thrown a third of taxpayers' money towards these problems and it hasn't solved anything. Clearly the solution, we need to throw two-thirds of people's money into this thing. That's ridiculous. I think it also removes a lot of the... Uh, the choice that private charity offers people. So charities, some charities and some organisations get government funding, etc. That's just how things are. Uh, but also, if they are a charity, people can donate to them on top of what they pay in tax. Giving the government total control over which organisations get which amount of money, that kind of leads leaves you open to collusion and corruption. I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I would probably go with option... Transparency. Number yeah, one. option number one. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't hate any of these because if you take number two face value that he's actually telling the truth, sure. I mean, you should tell people that. Yeah. But I mean, if if he's telling the truth, it's not the worst thing in the world. He's literally just trying to make yeah. more money to donate. But yeah, one's also great and involves government spending. So big ticks <laughs> by me. Yeah, okay, but that, that's that's not one of the ticks that I, I, I need Ugh. to put, put something It is through. what I need, though. I won't select an option if I'm not spending any money on it. Mm. <laughs> money that should have gone to charities is instead being spent on monitoring them, and as it should be. People need to be watched. 
strong government key to happiness study shows economics not everything of <laughs> how much money do you need to live is less than you think and clothing retailers look forward to a bumper season well biggest millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Just up 18% in law enforcement. That makes sense. We have a very small law enforcement any sort of bump would be huge safety up four percent and then income equality ideological radicality and authoritarianism up one percent each of course yep as for the downs nothing major here biggest down though great to see black market down five (laughs) percent gambling down three percent we got the 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 classic uh dynamic duo of uh, world america there (laughs) and then one percent down is economic freedom crime wealth gaps and corruption so i really the only real thing that I've noticed is my law enforcement's big uptake yeah. there, but in saying that, it's still on negative 4.5. But that could Even also, with a 20% increase, yeah. it's still negative. That could also be, you know, whatever bureau suddenly having to go yeah. through these reports of yeah. financial transactions. Yeah. But I, I like that it's like 20% increase and it's still below zero. Yeah. That's remarkable. I'm just using like yeah. the, some London cops. <laughs> they, they come in. I, oh, I hired the best from Scotland Yard, I did. <laughs> Well, last week, Andropolia overhauled its public education system. This issue feeds more or less directly into that, into the overhaul. No such thing as a free lunch. A recent front page news story reported that up to 10% of children may be skipping school lunches because they can't afford them. The journalist has since admitted that the phrasing of this report might have been slightly misleading, but insists that it's technically true and is leading a national campaign for you to introduce free school meals for young children. So it's it's false but also true. Yeah, I yeah. How would you flip that? Like the, the lunches aren't are they too expensive for what they should be, and they can't afford it, but they could afford a reasonably priced lunch. Possibly, yeah. That's that's one interpretation. Yeah, I, I, yeah. maybe it goes into. I'm just curious for how that how that could be flipped. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are only three options. Uh, one, I hope, is. Obvious. Yeah, if, if anyone says lobster Mornay, I'm going that one, <laughs> just so we're clear. My poor babies are starving, says Desmond Hawke, the journalist in question, and a father of four, as he unloads his shopping bags full of designer clothes from, his, from the back of his sports car. I've got bills to pay and costs to meet. The government has a responsibility to put good food in my children's plates. Simple. <laughs> <clears throat> I like right. how this topic is so weighted in your favour. Like, how do you mean? The, the guy that wants the free handout is also just scum. So it's like, if it, if it was like a poor, <laughs> yeah, I, sick, I understand that. You know, mother, single mother trying to feed her kids, you might be, I, I would definitely be more sympathetic, but even this guy's like, nah, we're rich. We just don't want to feed our own kids. Come on, government freebie. This is weighted in your area. I don't now, like it. I'm actually completely behind that because I think if you're going to mandate that children must be in school, then you also have a responsibility to you know, make sure they're, they're completely covered when they're there. Interesting. Right? Really? I, I'm, well, not no, no, against, no. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, I'm just surprised also, that you think that. No, I'm, I'm very much in favour of 
businesses of offices uh, funding lunch for their for their employees. Um, already on um, in in the film industry, it's quite common to have catering organised, mostly because it keeps everybody in the same area. Nobody's darting off. That means you know everybody breaks for lunch. They're all there. It's half an hour out of the day. You don't have to wait for anybody to come back because nobody's leaving and everybody's ready to go again. And it's kind of nice. If you're all working together, it's nice to have a communal meal together. Mm. Um, the same thing with uh, with school lunches. You know, you can... I don't want to say control what the what the kids eat because, of course, but parents should have... But control what the kids eat. <laughs> but in, in the sense that uh, then instead of it just being a matter of sandwiches and fruit, you can offer them a hot meal because you've got the kitchens in, in the school and you can actually have a, a proper meal or a bigger meal or... okay. In, in some cases, some kids may not be being fed well at home, um, either because... Which you're guaranteeing is one place, at least, that they are being well fed. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a way of, of, of doing that. Now, again, I'm not... I, w- I would prefer that this be done privately. Um, and in, in private schools, I would hope that people would come together and fund these sorts of programs themselves. Uh, but for the moment, um, we've got troubled kids... That, that need a place to be, this at least, hmm. you know, gives them a reason to stay where, where they are and perhaps, you know, influences their eyesight with some, you know, carrot soup or whatever. How suspiciously reasonable of you. Continue. <laughs> I want to see how bad these other options must yeah, be. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on a minute, interrupts Lady Sakona Organa, adjusting her platinum-rimmed tiara. Parents only have a responsibility to provide for their own children, not anybody else's. Why should the government spend my money feeding the sprogs of peasantry? If they don't want their children children to starve, they should work harder and make more money. The cream rises to the top, don't you know? Mm. Um, That's... That's legit the option. If if you had just said one and two, which one do you think I want? I would have thought that that would be you. Just say, it's your responsibility to make the money that suits your own lifestyle. Now, that's absolutely the case for children at home. Because As in every school children? No, or? no, no. Everybody has their own their own family. They have their own home. If you have children, you have a responsibility to house them and feed them. Yep. Right? Outside of school, that is entirely on you. You can't, you know, demand, you know, my kid deserves lasagna unless you earn a lasagna, either yep. by making it yourself or making Stealing it from an orange cat, you know, yeah. exactly all the regular right. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly how these things work. Number three. Other things rise to the top two, reports Virginia Vargas, a low-paid... Ducks. <laughs> Ducks and witches. Witches, <laughs> yes. I was just thinking witches. A low-paid sewer jack who knows about these things. Look, free meals should be for them that haven't got moolah, like my kids. You think I like feeding them fried junk food? I don't, but it's all I can budget for. You should have vouchers for meals that parents can apply for if they're poor enough. Schools, and indeed supermarkets and restaurants, could be obligated to t- take these vouchers in lieu of cash, and then these vouchers are sent back to the government for reimbursement. Yeah, it's a bit of a complex one-size-fits-all one approach, but it's fairer. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm Because that s- is entirely saying... Everybody else in society owes me a meal, even if I don't go out into the field and plow it myself. Oh, see, I just like it for a different reason because it kind of takes the 
you know, okay, I'm very much behind giving people money, but I'm also don't want to restrict their choices. And this, it's food stamps. We can't yep. trust you not to buy booze. Here's a here's a voucher for a cucumber. Well, no, that, you know? I mean, and yeah, that's that's, that, that's yeah. exactly that's that's the trouble that lands itself in. And also, that, it kind of classes people a bit because then you suddenly have people that are seen operating off of the voucher system rather than through cash or on their cards. Like, yeah. and especially when it comes to kids as well. This is an argument I made a while ago when we had an issue on should there be um, a uniform for school? Mm-hmm. And my reasoning was, I actually don't care personally, but when you have a mixture of like lower income and higher income kids, making them not wear uniforms, suddenly you can, you, you'll be able to tell each other apart. And that's not, a, I don't want them to be able to do that because then they can, you know, have negative interactions based on that. Yeah. And suddenly you've got, here are the poor kids with and their do, food stamps and here right. are the non-poor kids with their ready-made meals. And the and uniform removes that, at least it does to the extent of new and old uniform because, again, poorer kids may be wearing yeah. uniforms that are older and a bit rattier, uh, but at least they're still wearing the same uniform. Yeah. And I don't want half the kids on government rations and half the kids not because then they'll they'll also know. Well, it's just another program that, you know, the government can use to manipulate you know, votes and things like that when uh, yeah. uh, when, the, when the time rolls around. At least, number one, it uh, universalizes it. Yeah. It says, all right, kids in school get a meal. Um, not every school is going to be the same, obviously, but um, you at least have more influence in that than over food stamps, which comes, you know, becomes a legislative nightmare. Because, yes, some people are going to use them for lollies and chocolate milk and things like that instead of vegetables and pasta. And yeah. I'm going to go option one, obviously, but it's also a, like a logistical nightmare. When you break down, like, people of different religions, different dietary requirements, yeah. it's going to be such a, a cluster for every yeah. school to, like... That's exactly right. And Here's you know, the gluten-free I stuff, can... here's, the, here's the kosher stuff. It's... He's just yeah, that's vegetarian right. and stuff. Or oh, yeah, you just difficult. find the one thing that is both kosher and gluten Watermelon. And, <laughs> yeah, and then you just... Feed them watermelon. Yep. That's it. Here are your watermelon vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> watermelon is delicious. <laughs> it is fair. Yeah, it is tasty. So Michelin star chefs are being called on to prepare menus for six-year-olds. I would love to see Gordon Ramsay just <laughs> screaming at someone. Jamie Oliver had a, had no, a school lunches program, yeah. <laughs> The Andropoly Sentinel reports, old ladies reports, so feet of help crossing busy roads, streets cleaner, less dangerous, jobless numbers grow. Oh, that's not good. And financial planners advise more retirement planning. Uh, the agricultural sector, the big winner this week, up 14%. Welfare up 12 though still in very negative territory, at negative uh, 118 on the safety net mesh density rating, whatever that is. Niceness up two and a half, as is pacifism, compassion and health both up 2%, and safety and weather up one and a half. Lifespan, I'm happy to report, is up 1.2%. Hooray. Nearly, nearly skirting 55 at 54.2 years. (laughs) These are good changes. These are positive changes. As far as the downtrends are concerned, not much to report. Crime down half percent, as is weaponization. That's two weeks in a row. Uh, the death rate down three quarters of a percent. Obesity down two percent. Very good to hear that. Uh, and the loser, unfortunately, this week is the pizza delivery industry. Clearly, a lot of children not mm. having a need to order pizza for school anymore. Down twelve percent. Twelve percent of all of your pizza sales were from children ordering it for school awful <laughs> think of all those think of all those coked out you know pizza delivery drivers that you know now don't have to wake up until four in the afternoon when oh, when, when, the when, when tradies get off work yeah yeah 
no longer. I have not been home for. I'm on. I'm on lates at home. I don't work at the moment, so I haven't been home for any dinners. And my wife, quite a fit human being, I've noticed that there are just like because it's so cheap. There's just like every day I come in, you know, every second day, and there's just a different pizza box stacked up on the last <laughs> pizza box because like you know, like five bucks from Domino's if yeah, you just if you walk up and grab it, and she does. But I'm just like, yeah, wow, society does fall apart when I'm at work because <laughs> 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 it's just like I don't know what you're just getting. Like, yep, cheese pizza. Two bit. days later, yep, cheese pizza. Love those cheese pizzas. <laughs> They're good, good stuff. Uh, gentlemen, shall we compare welfare? Welfare as a score. This is interesting because you'd assume mine might be higher than Zane's, but it might not be. Andropolia started off with zero welfare. Mm. Interesting. And that was its peak. It very quickly turned turned negative. <laughs> what do you mean you started with zero and it's, it's gone it's gone down? <laughs> zero is the highest it's ever been. I am not joking. Oh you. my god! Yeah. This, you're, it's like looking in a, <laughs> a shitty mirror of parallel mirror of mine. Okay. The um the the absolute trough was negative fifteen and it's currently sitting at negative eleven point eight. I'm not sure how you can have negative welfare. I'm not even sure what that would look like. Um, but the important thing is it's zero and that's. And that's good. I'll tell you how negative works. Mine is so high that you're obviously <laughs> taking some of mine Clearly. from my nation. <laughs> I started off on 2.6. Sorry, not 2.6. 2,600. 2,600? Yep. Okay. And peaked at, oh, where is it? 46.51. My goodness. And I'm currently just on just above 4,100. So I've, I've had a little bit of a slide well, but yeah. So Australia started off higher than all of you at twenty eight seventy five. Yep. Uh, and it's been a, just a steady, steady climb to where we are now, which is not fifteen thousand. <laughs> not our not our highest, and it's not fifteen thousand. Uh, five thousand seven hundred was our highest a while ago, and now we're just underneath that at fifty six ninety. I don't know how that's that's amazing. I, I love that. Um, I look at mine and I think anything less than ten thousand dollars is wrong. So I'm going ten thousand percent. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna double down. I just want to say some. in world ranking, so in in all of the nations in all of nation states, mm. Zane Australia is top four percent. I'm also top four percent. Congratulations yeah. on spending your populace's money on people who thank you aren't very good at on our populace doing stuff. And the people that are, because it's universal, you see. Oh, actually, <laughs> I apologise. I'm not top 4%. I was reading the wrong stat sheet. I was just reading something. You wrong. person. But then if you're going to universalise welfare, I'm top 8%. The point? Well, then everyone gets it. Do you guys know I'm the top 1% for cheese exports? Congratulations. Ooh. That's not that great. But, I mean, I'm also the top 97% for Defence Force. <laughs> <laughs> so, it paints a great nation, doesn't it? Andropolia, oh my God, Switzerland. <laughs> Andropolia uh, in stark contrast in the world ranking is in the top 96th percentile for welfare. You're just a little bit more into welfare than I am into my military. <laughs> That's exciting. Zane, Australia is not top 1% in anything. Not even cheese exports? Uh, no, top 5% cheese exports. You're going to up your cheese game. But we are also uh, top 5% most secular. Uh, least corrupt governments and highest workforce participation. I don't even know where you're seeing that stat. Uh, it's just in my overview. It's just listed there. Oh, I'm in the actual like the rankings list. Oh, right. Well, Entropolia is in the top eight percent in the world for recreational drug use. Hmm. Uh, we are we 
we we have a 108 on the pineapple fondness rating. <laughs> I rather like that. <laughs> Why are my cheese exports ridiculous? Holy sh! My cheese exports. I don't have to go into this for everyone, but I started off on 2,300 and I'm just shy of 9,000 at the moment in my mozzarella productivity index. You are Italian. Oh, I right, guess <laughs> I need to. I need to see my my cheese, cheese exports. exports. Yeah. Wait, I started what? off at three thousand, and I'm now not. I'm my highest ever was eighty one hundred, and I just drifted down from there to now sixty one eighty two. A new world order. The um the show where we break down all the hot button topics in politics. That's exactly right. I will say cheese exports <laughs> is something that consistently goes up and down week to week in Zane Australia. It's, it's like my gambling and black market. Yes. They just can't help themselves. <laughs> just stop it. Yes, you have a problem with your gambling. I have a problem with my cheese. My gambling is very low. It just goes up and down like all hell because it's such a low stat at the moment that any change is like, oh my God, the sky's falling. It's like, no, nah, you have two gamblers in the entire nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a 200% <laughs> increase from yesterday. Well, I would like to present the argument that the Andropolians are mad for cheese. They absolutely love it because never have cheese exports in Andropolia been above negative 4.2. Because they import all their cheese and eat it. That's exactly right. (laughs) Not a scrap of cheese gets out. In fact, just to make sure, we'll bring a little bit in. All right. Okay, well, that's been us for another week. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash New World Order Podcast. There you'll get one in every five episodes goes to our Patreons only. Uh, So you can, our next one, I believe, will be a patron episode. And then after that, we will be switching brains again. Oh, I wonder what disasters I can wreak upon (laughs) Andropolia. You've been uh, quiet. You haven't wrought much destruction this this. Cycle. Nothing I can do will ever compare to that time that he dropped a nuke on that nation. Mm. I can't compete. I don't want to compete because he's a monster. Okay? <laughs> I'm here to bring peace, love, hey, joy, and hey, laughter. Quantum Leap. Yeah? How was dropping a nuke the right thing to do? No, no, no. I tried to stop him, but I got zapped <laughs> out just before. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop. Yeah, yeah. The, the hand was coming down. And I was like, I, it was a, I screamed no, slow motion. It looks it's- like a lot of retconning going on to me. <laughs> anyway, I've been Zane C. Weber, <laughs> Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. I've been your best boy, Sebastian, of the United States of World America. It'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. <laughs> really downgrading the phrase lately. That's appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> meh is next, no, I'm no, sure. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> Give We're it here. a crack. Oh, we'll give it a crack. That's a good one. I'll use that next time. And I have been Andrew Schosser, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all carte blanche sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mined from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How do these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the my same character have a pet? System? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? 
Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 